NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews, and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris Yob! Welcome back to the No New Friends After Dark episode. I am your host of the evening. This is Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. As you can tell, I am not Chris. He is currently um, laying here listening with his legs in the air. But for he's nursing reasons, his uh, vaginitis. He, yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's got the man flu right now again. So who knows? But um, he is he's taking the evening off. Achilles. <laughs> taking the evening off to heal as well as be highly medicated. Um, along with me is our other co-host Scott from the No New Friends podcast. Hello. I have to introduce you as that. That's it, I know. I know. Chris always does. <laughs> Um, also tonight, we actually have some extra guests um, with us. We have Sarah back. Uh, she hasn't been on After Dark in a few weeks. Um, so yes. welcome back, Sarah, to the After Thank Dark. You. Thank you for and, having me back. Yeah. And her husband, Lewis. Hello. Nerd Archive podcast. That's uh, me. And another person, we have Classic Ryan joining us this evening again. Welcome back. Hello. So you're on last time I hosted too. Yeah. Yeah. Seems to be a theme with that. Uh, yeah. I like, <laughs> I like it. So um, I'm just going to get right into it tonight. We have obviously a lot of us on here um, as well as an extra, extra, extra special guest this evening um, that I invited on somebody that I've been on his podcasts a, quite a few times now, I think three. Um, we have Eric Alexander. He is also known as Nola Papa. He hey, is a blogger. Um, he has had the best LGBTQ parenting blog for five years in a row now. Dang. Is correct? Wow. He's so, wow. He's so nice. That is amazing. Um, on top of that, you launched a podcast. You wrote two children's books and you now have a clothing line. So you're a very busy person. Um, <laughs> I, I learned about you from the Nola Papa, um, blogs as, as many of you out there know, I am a, a gay dad myself. And when I became a gay dad, I was searching for resources out there and different materials and just a place that I felt welcome and accepted because being a gay dad, um, wasn't not popular, I guess, back prevalent. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't out there in the community. Yeah. So um tell us about how that came on and when you started Noel Papa and well, I'll tell you. It's funny. Um in twenty fifteen is when serious discussion um started. First of all, thank you for having me. Oh, Nick, thank you for being here. Y'all. I mean, this is an honor. I appreciate it. Um, anytime that I'm able to tell our story and um, uh, hopefully uh, knock on a door to anybody that might be, you know, willing to open it, um, it's an honor. So I appreciate you having us. Um, I feel like it's not just me; it's our whole family. And in 2015, my husband and I we just celebrated. Actually, you guys, we just celebrated our 17 year anniversary, uh, August 1st. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a wild ass road, <laughs> 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 but it's been um, it's been surreal and it's been trying and beautiful and scary, all the things. But in 2015. We uh, really started um, talking about growing our family, and um, around the same time was when the Supreme Court was, uh, you know, supposedly going to change everything. Um, and as it, we were told, um, it would be uh, 
a five to seven year wait um, for two gay men to get um, a, a newborn baby um, through a private adoption in Louisiana. And it just so happened that in 2015, um, the gay co- the courts ru- ruled in gay marriage. We got um, our dream house and we finalized our adoption in three and a half weeks. We had um, our baby that was told seven years. It shrunk to three and a half weeks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. So, 2015 was a really neat year. And uh, I, 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 it took a lot because of the South and me being, um, I'm from Mississippi, as you cannot tell. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) we we have to, we have to circle back to that being, being a gay man in Mississippi, uh, because I'm sure that had (laughs) some challenges in itself. It definitely did. And I was out, I was, I did, I did not come out, um, until I was well in new Orleans. And, uh, I basically, I hit the ground running after high school and I didn't look back. So there really wasn't a time and until like the first like three weeks or four weeks of me going to New Orleans, I went downtown to Hattiesburg and like fear and scared of getting caught and uh, the, and knowing if you did get caught that, you know, the humiliation that you would feel because Hattiesburg is still, you know, um, it's you know, very redneck. And that's just the mentality. But I uh, was able to go to New Orleans and um, in a way uh, be shielded from the bigotry that Hattiesburg just, Mm. you know, kind of like pushes, it just pushes. Uh, Although it's like, you know, a university city now, but 22 years ago, it was a different you know, landscape. And uh, that I think that also, too, uh, as time progresses, uh, I have gay friends that live in Hattiesburg, and I I wish that they had gotten out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it makes me happy that they can still thrive, you know, in, in Hattiesburg. Yeah. Um, but uh, we... I get that. we we started everything in 2015 and it just blew up. Well, that was very fast. Cause uh, as we've talked on about my adoption story, it took us um, about nine months before we got matched up with Harper. That's still, that's still very and fast. Then, yeah. Yeah, exactly. When we were told kind of in Ohio, it was um, I believe about a one and a half to two year kind of waiting period is the estimated time frame that they had told us. But being gay dads, they said we would actually get picked faster than a heterosexual couple too. So, oh well, that's neat. That's yeah. probably because you're a little north, a little north. Yeah. yeah, they yeah they basically <laughs> said the birth moms look at it as essentially they'll always be that baby's mom in their life, and it uh, it, it kind of makes sense, and it's really kind of cool for us on that side of the story with it. So yeah, yeah. So uh, so um so you started Nola Papa in 2017, you said or. Well, I started like did... the unoffi- unofficial Nola Papa like in 2016, and that was just kind of like navigating my thoughts. I wrote in middle school, and I really liked writing, and whether that's like short stories, um, autobiographical, or whatever. And I, um, I knew that after our oldest was born, I needed something. Nick, I needed it. I needed something, and. Um, <laughs> You know, when you like in the south and, you know, south Louisiana, south Mississippi, whatever, you walk into a grocery store and all I like literally, seriously, they look all eyes on you and your family. And they try to and you see the wheels like they're not like squinching or like, you know, you feeling like they're going to beat you up. But like they're like wanting to know, are they brothers? Or or, is that an uncle, you know, and it, it, you become the unicorn in the room. And, um, and then as you increase your, 
<laughs> as you increase your family load, and we have three now, um, and we have an almost eight-year-old, a six-year-old girl, and uh, a sweet little baby boy uh, that's three. And um, it's two white daddies, and we um, are as multicultural as you can get. So when we walk into a store, you know, now the mm. eyes really are there. You stand out, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, I know Ryan, Ryan's got a little, what, three-year-old boy? He's two. He's almost three. He'll two. be three this fall, oh. yeah. Yeah, so yeah. He, he doesn't have to deal with this, so they love kind of hearing our differences yeah, and how yeah, we deal with sure. our children as well on that side of it. So. It's funny. Yeah. I I get these weird looks though. When my wife and I are at the grocery store, um, I think they're asking her if you're here against your will, blink two times. <laughs> um, different scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, I know that uh, there's, you know, a, a number of things that make us stand out. And I just feel like it's the universe that keeps creating all of these components that gather together that create uh, uh, maybe someone to stop and, you know, and bless it. They're, they're not being mean. Um, and, and it was actually my husband. I wrote actually, Nick, in 2016, I wrote a viral piece. I had no idea. Um, they, they all take your work. And they just like, and they yeah. don't even tell you, you know, but I wrote about um, going to the supermarket in Chalmette, Louisiana, and I was um, very not confident, whatever that, that word is, it's not confident. And we had just had our oldest uh, daughter, she was a newborn, and he, my husband now is a psychiatrist, and I am that he is, he's the smarts in the two. And uh, <laughs> I, um, I owe everything to my baby, but he back way back in 2016, um, he told me that rather than looking at the people uh, looking at us as judgment, look at it as curiosity. Mm -hmm. And I had never thought of it like that. I thought it as judgment. And um, and that is my own inferiority complex, you know, um, troubled childhood, you put, you pair that with all the other things, then I'm going to feel like I'm being judged. But in all actuality, people are, are just wanting to want to know what the damn deal is, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, um, and it took my husband, um, to peel back my layers and understand that people a lot of times are coming at it in an innocent way. And we, uh, the more we can be more embraceive to that, um, the better that maybe uh, somebody might understand where we're coming from. That's yeah, I, I, Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I, I say it gave me goosebumps just like hearing you say that. No. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> it, it's so interesting. Um, you know, Nick kind of shared before we started recording, you know, I always considered myself an ally until i like got to know nick a little bit I, but, but now now looking back i was like no i i was a supporter i was an acceptor but i wasn't a true ally i wore the colors you know i said oh you know i support it, it doesn't impact my life um and now just kind of learning more about what nick goes through every day you know i i made this analogy and it's a really terrible analogy so please forgive me the closest <laughs> that i will ever get to know what it's like to to walk in Nick's shoes is we've got we've got one of our branded shirts that says we say gay. It's a pink shirt, the podcast logo, but very big. We say gay, and as I wear it out in public, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, is someone going to say something to me? Am I going to get beat up or, or 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 whatnot? And it was this realization, like, oh my god, that is every damn day, every, every damn day, day. Every day. Damn day. that every was damn day. that was my yeah. aha moment. And, you know, I wear it very proud. It's, it's, you know, nothing like that, but it's just like, that's the closest that I'll ever feel. And that was, I think the first moment when I was like, wow. Anyway. Wow. And, and that's really, that's my drop right there. Cause I mean, a t-shirt that's funny. Cause I mean, whether it's a t-shirt or it's a life, Nick, that's pretty, I mean, representative. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> we talked about it, and that's it. I I feel like I have to come out every single day, every time I'm in public. It's essentially a coming out of like, are you going to fight me back or what? So also too though, what that makes it more complex is race. I said it. I said it. I mean, so, you know, um, race is um, w- it's, it's a complexity. So you know, I have a black daughter. We're two white gay men. Yeah, and what? Mm-hmm. You right. know, Lewis, I also I also have a uh, both Hispanic boy and a girl. Uh, but when you are out in public and people, um, and it happens, and I've written about it, noblepop.com, um, when you walk the streets in New York City down Wall Street during Gay Pride and you're um, berated and harassed the entire block because your race is different, it happens. That happened oh, yeah. in 2022. Um, and it wasn't because we're gay. It was because it was two different races. So, you know, we're trying to get all these gay equal rights and all that, which is great, but we're still worrying about race. Mm-hmm. That's I, and and I completely understand what you're saying because um I'm I'm Puerto Rican. And e- even though that there's a lot of Puerto Ricans and Hispanics here in Florida, we still face that. We still face that. And and one thing that there's two stories that come to mind every time that we talk about this um my grandparents they went to a grocery store and they were in line and they were talking to each other and someone behind them said you are in america you should speak american mm. and and i now i'm sorry i and i no that's not going to happen that um I'm, they're not talking to someone else they're not trying to communicate with someone else they're talking between each other mm-hmm. and if they're talking between each other they are they they have every single right to talk to each other the way that they please mm-hmm. and 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 this goes back and and having an issue in a Walmart in Kissimmee Kissimmee Florida is one it's one of the it's it's it's, it's Puerto Rico most North. Puerto Rican <laughs> yeah the most Puerto Rican place you can find here in Florida and and there was a big issue with a Walmart that two employees were talking to each other on their break in Spanish. And the managers and the higher-ups told them they could not do that. Mm. And that is completely unacceptable. Yes. And the the other story that comes to mind is Sarah was having a conversation with this person. And I am not going to mention where. I'm not going to mention who. But... She was having a conversation with this person, and this person said that he hires people, doesn't matter where they're from, because the government allows or it didn't allow to hire immigrants before, and now he does because the government does. And he went on a rant about it. But the problem is not that he's having this conversation. The problem is he's having this conversation in front of my wife and in front of my kids that they're half Hispanic. I, I will say that that was more specific. More specifically, he looked at me and said, you know, since the government doesn't give a shit about illegals doing their work anymore, I don't give a shit about, you know, doing any kind of paperwork that I need to do, whatever. But my biggest concern was that I had my two Hispanic children sitting next to me. And you don't know me. You don't know my story. And if you feel so cavalier about saying that, then what in the world makes you think that I want to continue to do any kind of business with you at all? It it was just the sheer audacity. And I left there with this gut feeling. And and my husband knows, everybody that knows me knows I'm a very realistic, very logical person. And I immediately was like, nope, I I want nothing to do with you. I just have this weird gut feeling and and I don't want to deal with it. So I get it. Where can somebody, and not to to think that I feel... Uh, more at peace that you have experienced it too but it's all about understanding that we all go through it together I like I feel so much more not like attacked as a gay man but as a dumbass American 
that can like have no mm. filter to not harass people in front of children. Like, and when me, like whether it's me and Douglas, it's one thing, but when you do it in front of our babies and it hasn't happened just once or twice, um, like, I don't understand where people feel like that their opinion becomes more important than what any, I, I don't even know how to artic articulate it. <laughs> and that's it's it's it, it's very sad actually that you know Lewis and I have had to have the conversation with our our girls then they go to a predominantly hispanic school and we've had to tell them hey listen you know don't let people make fun of you for for you know who you are or what you wear you know whatever but but specifically who you are as, you know, a beautiful Puerto Rican girl, you know, don't, don't mm. let them make fun of you in any way. You know, they're whatever they're projecting onto you. That's not your fault, but it's just sad that as an eight and a 10 year old, we have to tell them that, you know, Hey, listen, people are mean and they're going to poke fun at who you are as a person and your race because of whatever reason. And it's, it's very sad. It is. I I've I've come across a lot of people like that, and and it sucks when I had in my career someone tell me why you and 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 this is also comes from that the same people with my race that tell me don't you try too hard because they're gonna see you as a brown person they're not gonna give you the same opportunities. Hmm. And in the beginning, the first six years of my career, I always had that in my mind. And like, it, it, that was my mentality. I'm not going to try too hard because they're not going to give me the same opportunity. That would explain a lot about your work ethic when you work for me. Because I changed. That was actually after. Just kidding. I was actually after. Hey, hey listen, son of a bitch. Um, I, you, you promoted me, what, two months in after? I had a quota meet to meet. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> In Santa, just kidding. you didn't meet it. <laughs> so I had that mentality and I let that mentality get in my way because I always saw the, the, the fact that it was, re I hate to say it, but it was reverse racism. Also, we have to get that out of our mind, uh, out of our heads that we won't get somewhere because someone is in our way because of the way I look, the way I act, the way I, 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 I am. And the biggest issue is that there is a problem and it's hard to get out of that mentality because there is a problem. And, and I'm for you guys, it's very hard because if, they see you acting a certain way, they're going to, they, they immediately, why are they acting like this? They're not like me. And that's the same way with race. They, they don't act like me. I don't like it. You shouldn't act that way. You know what's the worst backhanded compliment they can give you as a Hispanic or a minority? You're a well-spoken Hispanic. You, you don't speak, you don't speak like a Hispanic. What does that mean? Mm. <laughs> You, 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 if I would have heard you on the phone, I would have thought you were white. What? And, and that is not just towards me. That's towards any minority, blacks, mm -hmm. Chinese, anybody. If you, if, if you sound articulated, you sound white. And, and, and that's what they think. Not unless you're from Mississippi. And then if you're from Mississippi. I get it. I get it. No, but but the fact that someone said that to me, at first it hit me like, wait, do you think that we 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 don't? We're we're, we're dumb, that we don't know what we're saying. And 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 one of the worst things I can say is, well, I'm smarter than you because I can speak two languages. And I hate it. And, and at first I used to say that a lot. But now I think about it and I was like, no, because because people that I love might not speak two languages, but doesn't mean that they're dumb. Mm. So I had to think about that too. So 
I before we started and you you started talking about how you you approach things by by thinking about by being hopeful and peaceful and and things like that. It's hard for me as a Puerto Rican to be peaceful because we're very explosive. <laughs> and I think it's a Caribbean thing. But I've come I've 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 gone very far in life by thinking that way. By thinking that I need to be kind. I need to not give them the satisfaction of acting how they think I'm going to act. That's it. And uh, and we've talked before about my story, and I've always held my guard up walking anywhere with Piper because we are, like you said, a, a multiracial family. We are two white dads with a black daughter, and I constantly have held up my guard. And luckily, knock on wood, we've not ran into any issues that you've had. Unfortunately, it's probably more of a Southern thing as well, too, versus where we live in Ohio. That was it's New York City. Welcome. That was New York City. Oh, okay. I mean, yep. I think it was a freak thing, you know, because yeah. some, some things just happen freakishly. And, um, you know, it, that proved to me, Nick, that it can happen anywhere. We were during mm-hmm. Gay Pride 2022, walking wow. the streets. I had never done that with my family. Walking is like, you know, proud gay man you know with my babies and it 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 was intense and we shielded them because it was like they were wondering why that man was why that (laughs) man was going so crazy you know and he was so mad um and you just have to be papa bear or you know whoever you are and uh shield them because it can happen anywhere uh Mm -hmm. however you know two of the three were the south um but New York let me know that it's everywhere. Yeah. That's interesting this, because Chris, Chris, who's not with us tonight, he's he's from New Jersey. And so he doesn't experience a lot of the same things that I see down in Florida. So it's interesting to to hear, okay, New York has it too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 everywhere. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more concentrated in certain areas than others, but it, it's everywhere. Yeah. And um, so, and I love what we've talked about here, and, and this kind of leads me to what you are doing, Eric, with um, your first kids' book that you wrote, and how every family is built different, and every family is built with love. Um, so we're going to take a brief little break here, and a commercial break, so and come back and start talking about um, your two kids' books that you have now. I love it. So, um, so uh, stay around. We will be right back. There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ plus owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs in a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Hey everybody, it's Scott from the No New Friends podcast. If you'd like to hear all of our episodes, all of our past episodes, just visit our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. All of our links to all of our old episodes are there. If you didn't understand an inside joke or just wanted to re-listen to something, just check it out. It's nonewfriendspodcast.com or you can check us out on all streaming platforms. All right, we are back with Eric from Nola Papa. Um, so we've had some really great discussions talking about your family. Um, you've read a lot of blogs. I'm sure tons of blogs about your life story and the issues that you've gone through. But that leads you to writing a kid's book. So let's talk about your books. Well, thank you, Nick and y'all. Um, well, in 2015, um, like I was telling you, 
Um, and as our oldest grew, we would go into places and stuff. I knew that people were dumbfounded and curious. Um, but also as she uh, got older, uh, there wasn't really like representation and it, it became um, irritating <laughs> um, yeah. because when I would find representation, it was kind of like a flimsy, like you could fan yourself on a hot summer day, you know, and I wanted a book that, you know, had integrity, like the way the binding, you know, it was a well-made book that was beautifully illustrated and it, 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 it showed a, a story of inclusion and it would teach all families, not just gay families, but any family that wants to teach, you know, inclusivity, uh, it would give them the opportunity to open a vibrant book that's well-made and in America and, <laughs> <laughs> and it be able to um, uh, give the kids the opportunity to lead the conversation because at the end of the night, when you're reading stories, um, usually the story that you're reading creates a lot of dialogue. It, it, it gives the kid um, the freedom to ask the questions that maybe they wouldn't ask at lunchtime. They they're they're going to ask it right before they go to bed. And you give them that opportunity. You don't have to create the conversation. You read the book and it's not about you know, an agenda and all the, that bullshit. It's not about that. I didn't say gay one time in that book. It's about love and it's about what families look like, period. You know, there's two dads, there's two moms, there's, you know, one dad, there's one mom, there's all different types of families. And the more children are able to see that that is more commonplace than, you know, what we always see behind a white picket fence, I think mm -hmm. the better that uh, the future of tomorrow has, you know, and that it became, it was a birth out of frustration. It was, I said. And it's so true. And it's not, as a, as a gay parent, it's not something I really thought about until we had a kid of like that representation. Like I grew up on books and we have some of our favorites that we always read it as a kid and like the very hungry caterpillar don't remember it now, but um, <laughs> one that I used to read, but finding something that um, resonates with not only us as a family, but as my daughter as well, too, I found some black hair type books even out there too. And um, little book daddy pop on me and stuff mm -hmm. like that. I felt like that when, um, because when we first started Addy, Addie, uh, it changed. Addie Underwater, um, it was when the huge uh, racial clash happened in America. And, and it, I think it was the guy in New York that was killed and he had cigarettes in his pocket or, or something like that. George Floyd. It was George mm -hmm. Floyd. And it, it, it ignited such a divide and hateful tension in our country. I knew that we had a precious little mocha drop. And I was like, people need to understand race. And I thought that our, our baby, our middle, uh, Ella, she would be the perfect Addie because she is that mocha drop, that black, beautiful, uh, distinct little girl. And, you know, we do come from, she comes from two white daddies and she has two Hispanic you know, brother and sister, uh, what better way to showcase race than an inclusive family that's led by, you know, a brave little black mermaid and, you know, to allow, and this is before Disney. Okay. All <laughs> y'all. Okay. Um, this, uh, this was like 2020. I had no, no idea little mermaid was even a thing, <laughs> but I, I knew that, you know, I wanted other families the opportunity to have, if they have a black daughter or if they have a multiracial family or what have you, a diff, not even, even if they didn't, and it was as white as, you know, snow, that's great. It's about inclusivity and the opportunity to teach our kids that love thrives 
in all families, mm-hmm. not just love what you look like. Yeah, and I, I, I love that because you're not, oh, like look I said, you're his, not mentioning that. It's look like, at his background. It, Scott made it as a background. <laughs> yeah. I, Y'all better look. I have my that. husband grab it. I have both of them right Aww. here. Oh, that's so cool. They are, <laughs> it's literally Piper's hair. Piper Aww. loves mermaids. So having a mermaid themed book is exactly perfect for her. Um, but on top <laughs> of it, it's funny like when I said, look at the cover, it, lo- it looks like Piper. With the, right? yeah, I agree. We call yeah. it the, we call it the, we call it her little Piper poofs too. Piper poofs, I love <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so she she sees herself in it, and I like that you said because you didn't mention work once that it was a gay book or gay dad. Right. You mentioned that yet, it's yet it's I about still race think and it's love. Getting canceled. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's like I hadn't even said that word, and people want to run with it. And you know, if it is, if it isn't, I don't know. In Florida, Florida is its own little basket. Um, I yeah, talk about the struggles that you had with, I know we had talked before on your podcast about Florida and how the book ban and stuff. Well, I mean, I, I know that it just being a marginalized topic, uh, it gets flack and, um, but this is the thing. And I think since then and now I can't give trolls the power and they would never, and I mean, and maybe if they did, um, I might think differently, but they wouldn't do it to my face. You know, those, those other encounters that I had, those were strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, what happens online and the, the, the audacity and the free reign that people mm-hmm. feel like they could just come for, you know, despite whatever it is. I, I can't give my power to that. And um, whether it's me not reading comments or me not going down a rabbit hole, um, I used to would want to know all of it. FOMO, you know, all of it. But my mental health is better. Yeah. And I know that what I want and genuinely from my heart, um, the trolls don't understand that. And it's not my place to change your mind because I can't, they're crazy, you know, and I just need to know that I need to focus on me and my family and, and not give in to, you know, that viral post that, or that blog that I made in 2017 or 2016 about my confidence level. Um, you know, you give your power away when that happens, you have to keep your power yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Eric. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, they're they're called uh, keyboard warriors. Um, people that will yep. say anything be- behind a screen. Mm. Um, they. I think you're muted. Oh, am I muted? They're sitting right yeah. next to each other, Eric. That's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No, we had to have this conversation with our with our children actually about what keyboard warriors are because we, you know, collectively as a group, I can say, did not have to deal with this growing up. Mm-hmm. And and now we have to have this conversation with our children about, mm-hmm. you know, who these people are and and how they feel entitled behind a computer screen and and with a keyboard, but not to your face, never. Right. Never to your face, but they will feel like they can say anything with as much power as they think they have, you know, behind a computer screen. Keyboard warrior gives them so much dignity, though. Like they are like ugly, nasty trolls. Oh, they <laughs> are. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. Warrior. I feel like you know, um, last of the Mohicans, and you know, the warriors that would like run through the. The, the woods without you hearing them because they could, you know, uh, they could run so fast. That's a warrior. To me, the people that don't even think about, you know, feelings and, and, and the repercussions, you know, especially, can you imagine if people, you know, with mental health issues that uh, read the type of stuff like, mm-hmm. uh, where's the mother or, Mm-hmm. Um, y'all are, uh, it's an agenda like that, that to me, not to say y'all are wrong for thinking a keyboard warrior to me, they are assholes. I no, can't do oh, that. Absolutely. To my kids. 
I can't do that. <laughs> no, and, and I wouldn't I, say that to my kids, but I mean, yeah, yeah. you know. And I completely agree with you. And and it's just a terminology on sure. the internet. That's what they're right. called. And I'm sure oh, that okay. someone someone that is that gave themselves that title. Name, yeah. <laughs> they, right. To justify what they're saying. Gotcha. And and it doesn't compare, but right now uh my team is going it's it, it's having some kind of issues with some uh, trolls and keyword warriors with a with a video that I posted on TikTok and it it's about nerd and stuff but people feel like they need to voice their opinion and and something that is not really their concern and 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 that goes for everything that goes for every every topic. And they just feel like they just need to say something. And once they start attacking, I, I learned this a long time ago. When someone starts attacking you personally, it's because they don't have a point. And at that moment, you know you won. Mm, that's good. That's good. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell everybody out there what the names of the books are, where they can find them. Well, um, The Adventures of Addie Underwater is the story of our family, and that um, was the first one. And then about a year and a half later, uh, we cre created the second one that's more about finding your talents and your passions. And then when you find them, you spread them onto your friends, and then they can help others find theirs. You know, like if, it's like a pay it forward kind of thing. Um, the more you embrace like the things that you don't know and, and you teach you, you're taught like your talents and what you're good at, then I feel like that that sharpens your, your spear. And uh, once your spear is sharpened, then you're able to help others sharpen theirs. And that's the secret mermaid review. And, and I have to tell you, um, the Audubon Institute, that is one of our dear friends. And when we release the books, um, that's where in New Orleans, the zoo and the aquarium and then sectarium and, you know, all the things they really, they, they embraced us. And I am indebted to them because they lead um, a, a, they they have a bright light and it being in the deep south and allowing other nearby states to see what that bright light can showcase. It is really, really neat, whether it was COVID and the way that that organization, you know, did through the whole lockdown situation and the way that they provided for their employees or whether it's, you know, embracing an inclusive family and showing that other families can thrive just as, you know, any other. I, uh, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful that there are players out there, you know, speaking of trolls, you know, they can, you know, have their own little raft and sail down the river, but there are allies and all y'all are allies. Y'all are real timid and such. Mm -hmm. But if you put on that church and you have are brave enough to walk down the street and, you know, um, even be cognizant, be cognizant of what it might feel like. Y'all all are allies. So don't think so. Don't think anything else, you know, and and we need more of y'all and and y'all are more important to have a voice than any troll you know yeah and I, and I say it every week to them i'm like for them to give me this platform to share the lgbtq plus community and continue the conversations as well too it's been amazing and love having everybody here tonight it's nice to have a big diverse group um, that we haven't had in a while because we've had basically just me and two straight white guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three different shades of white is what yeah. we've had. Uh, one with a little bit more pink than the other two. <laughs> and usually, yeah, usually the other one's just passed out drunk somewhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, are there any plans for a third book? 
Absolutely. Not yet. I am tired. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Addie will be uh, a series because there's so many different topics in our society yeah. that can be created at bedtime with conversation, whether it's adoption or, you know, the loss of a pet or bullying. I was bullied all throughout, you know, school. Mm-hmm. I feel like that if little little kids can go to sleep at night after having a really loving bedtime story and have questions and answers with their parents, they will go to sleep. And that is when those little things start to, you know, spark and such. And they're able to wake up the next day and not realize that it might've been the sleep that they went to or the story that was before the sleep, they are able to be happy and, you know, embrace the next steps of life. And long story made long, <laughs> long story made long. It, yeah. It's going to be a series. And I feel like that there are topics all around that I yeah. think that people need to listen to. Yeah. It's like, we're, we're at a point with Piper. She's five now and she's, she's starting to ask those questions and, about adoption and um, the most recent thing, like we're reading books at nighttime now and she starts saying something about marriage and how basically marriage is a man and a woman. And I'm like, no, it's two guys can get married. Daddy and Papa are married. She's like, no, you're not your brothers. And it's just like trying to get those things <laughs> clicking, clicking in her head uh, on certain topics. That's interesting. And- I, I was going to ask you about that, Nick. I, I was waiting for the right, you know, for, for the natural progression of your story, but yeah, as Piper it's, asks questions and, and yeah, it's like, we're, we're starting to get there more and more. And, and it's these stories like that at bedtime that, um, that kind of sparked those conversations, like you said, and, um, Sean just chimed in in the chat. She she hates when we kiss. All kids hate when their parents kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether I think it's, it's right, gay, yeah. straight, lesbian, it doesn't matter. Uh, when the parents kiss, the we're kids like, hate we're it. Like, no, we're, we promise we're not brothers. We're, we're married. We're kissing. So. Uh, so that could be a good topic for your next one is marriage, essentially. But yeah, I mean, we have other kids books out there that we've been reading as well, too, about um, all these amazing topics. I don't know if you've read um, My Shadow is Pink. Yeah. amazing story from um a guy i think he's from new zealand or australia wrote it um about his son that's um didn't his son felt different he felt like he liked to play with dolls and wear dresses and he kind of went viral i think too um but he wrote this book about whatever your shadow is it can you can do anything you want you can be a female and be an astronaut you can be a female and be a doctor you can be a boy and be a dancer and um, so all these books are bringing this this great conversation. So thank you so much for um, putting out some books out there for us. Um, and everybody's reads their kids. And if there's any way that we can get your books in more schools or more educational places, please let us know. Because I think well, it's amazing. I I would love for Addie to be in more schools. Um, there's so many like um, red tapes and and stuff that um i i didn't you know uh i didn't realize i would encounter and i can't be bo- i can't be bothered with all the red tape whether you know people pick it up and read it that's the, that's them i needed to get it out of my head and to know that i'm given the opportunity to others um and if you know uh schools or libraries uh, you know, I started it with hoping that libraries would take it, but then there was red tape and it's like, they got it. I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna waste my, you know, you know, twirling in a circle. I'm just going to do what I need to do. And, um, if it's meant to be read, it'll be read and you can mm-hmm. read it. You can get it at nolapapa.com. That's N-O-L-A-P-A-P-A. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, well, um, other than that, where else can our guests find you? Well, we uh, do a podcast every week and it's called Unscripted uh, Nola Papa Podcast. And um, usually everything. Hang on, buddy. Somebody's broken up. <laughs> no. I don't know if you can hear <laughs> um, But our, whether it's books, 
podcast, uh, the digital magazine that Nick is about to write for. Um, it's all at nolapapa.com. And it's all about striking conversation to create dialogue to help our society grow, whether it's, it. whether it's disability and um, our advocates that are disabled in America and where we are as a country or race or gay families or nutrition it's it's there so i feel like that there is a place for anyone that needs inspiration noblepapa.com <laughs> love it love it thank you so much for being here tonight you have been amazing there's so much more i could talk to you about because you like i said you have a clothing line out there now you have so much going on in your life that i'm just I'm exhausted talking about, so. it, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you need to go on but, another cruise, Nick. Go on yes, cruise. Uh, I, I do. I do. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you, Eric, for being here tonight. Um, thank you all for having me. Yeah. Thank I you. Really it was awesome. Um, we, uh, we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Uh, I believe we might have some Scott summaries. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. We'll be right Good back. Night, You, you want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secret stash. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course. Welcome back to No New Friends After Dark. Um, we just had a very amazing interview with Eric Alexander from Nola Papa podcast, um, nolapapa.com, Nola Papa, everything. He's got books, <laughs> very, very busy person. Um, hopefully you guys all learned something. Did you guys learn something out there? Yeah, absolutely. For I, sure. I thought he was amazing. For sure. Um, it, it, I love what he's doing. Um, you know, I, it, I just, I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, it, it, I, it's and so I can, nice I can to, go ahead. It's so nice having just like a positive person out there. And yeah. Like he said, he's, he's all about positivity. And I love that I was able to, to find him to bring on and kind of share that. Yeah. There's so, so much positive. negativity. Mm -hmm. There's so much negativity out there and you can just, you can shut it out easily. Like touch on a lot of topics tonight. Yeah. And, and, and that was the, the, the big standout thing for, for, for me yeah. is like with all the hatred out there, um, instead of like, dishing that heat back it was i want to understand how they feel like it's it's up to us to understand the lgbtq plus community it, mm -hmm. it, it's not up to to you all to understand why we why the non lgbtq plus community hates <laughs> you know it, it like it was a for me backwards but then when he was talking about it, i was like oh that makes sense you know uh why fight hate with hate let's fight hate with love and understanding love is love love is love, is love. you know and the way i see it is and it's gonna sound awful but it's it's nice seeing that well it's not nice it's it's seeing that other people struggle and not just with race it it it's it brings eyes to the problem that it's not that they don't understand. It's that they don't want to understand. They don't care to understand. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest problem. Absolutely. Awesome. So it's been a good episode. Scott, 
Do you have any summaries tonight? It's been a really good episode, and I'm just going to bring it down into the toilets <laughs> right now. <laughs> so Eric and Nick uh, both shared stories about successful adoptions and home buying, successful careers, etc. Uh, it seems like the gays have better success with adulting in general. If only Chris had converted earlier, he would have avoided the whole uh, challenge in buying a house. Just, you know. <laughs> okay. Um Lewis got very passionate about race. Uh, he had some family disrespect. It was very sad. But Lewis, this is the gay episode of the week. Uh, if you want to do an NNF race episode, I'm more than happy to discuss a third episode of the week. <laughs> talk after. No, that happens every week in my house. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know. I was about to. I was about to cut in and be like, "Move, I'm gay." <laughs> During Hanukkah, Sarah's trying to light the menorah, and Lewis comes in with the the race thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Lewis reminded uh, himself that he is smart. He speaks two languages. Um, well, Ryan, being from North Carolina, can barely speak one. So I think that was a little offensive. Oh. <laughs> I blame the squad. He barely spoke today. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny that the two white straight guys didn't have much to say tonight. Yeah. You know, what am I going to say? He'll figure. Um, <laughs> Eric said the keyboard, keyboard warriors makes trolls sound so dignified um unfortunately chris was not here if chris was here eric would have understood why we don't say trolls on this show you know out of respect for chris who is a troll. um oh by the way don't forget to check out cases of continuity every wednesday uh new episodes drop this is a sophisticated gentleman's podcast and finally oh god if nick and sean are brothers um Based on what we learned a few weeks ago, what they do at night may, might be illegal in 48 states, um, <laughs> oh. North Carolina and Kentucky being the exceptions. Yeah, sounds like the right two states. <laughs> <laughs> and those are my oh. those are my summaries. Well, thank you Beautiful. for those. Yes, I love that we can put a fun little end on such deep topics that we've had some great topics tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody we've had on tonight because we had a very very full crew um so sarah and lewis thank you for staying up and taking time <laughs> to spend time with us and not have sex oh, wow. that's gonna happen <laughs> just, just, okay. it's shark week no i'm just kidding uh, uh, <laughs> lewis enjoy your blowjob um <laughs> nick shark week is when uh, uh, <laughs> Call me, call me in like four years when I need to have that discussion. <laughs> oh man, I was not ready. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's gonna know, be a fun episode. <laughs> with all the people. Wait, that we wait, have wait. On, wait. How old is Harper? Piper. Piper. Yeah, Piper. I'm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Fine. Uh, she's five, but it'll probably uh, be. She's gonna be early. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, Nick. Our oldest yeah. was like maybe two weeks before she turned ten. She's been Piper's wearing a de deodorant since she was like three and a half, so she's oh. gonna be early. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's we... wearing it. Our oldest is not. Oh yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. We were petrified the day that it happened, so I'm so sorry in advance. I am uh, so glad I had a boy. <laughs> Speaking of dads, uh, Ryan, thank you for hopping on tonight. Um, we appreciate you oh, as absolutely. always filling in, and also. Um, I guess that's everybody. Oh, Scott. <laughs> oh, yes. Scott. <laughs> you know, if, if we would have had two more people on here, we would have had about one less than uh, a regular Remy's roundtable. So and we, we could have made like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Dang it. Way to go, Chris. Um, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, Scott. For <laughs> thank you, Scott, for allowing me to host tonight. Thank you for Chris for being highly medicated, um, even though that would have been some great entertainment. Um, and thank you everybody for listening um, so uh, follow me at Sandpiper Vacations I have not talked about it at all tonight we have been recording in the Sandpiper Vacation studio all night long the beautiful Sandpiper Vacation studio and you guys were not here to watch you can watch us every single week on Twitch it is twitch.tv slash NNF podcast where you can um, chime in ask questions for our um, special guests that we have on or um, just make fun of Scott yeah, you're not. Yeah, right. I know it was very quiet tonight. Sean was on, uh, a few other people as well too, but Ryan was on the podcast with us. We didn't have his commentary. So. Yeah. Okay. Next uh, week. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, come back. 
Please. <laughs> Nick, brilliant job again. Uh, love it. Uh, okay. But your intros are starting to get as long as Chris's. Or your outros. Your okay. outros. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll work on yeah, that. We'll, we'll script that for you. Well, we had like 18 people on. We did have 18 people on. <laughs> but he's a natural. Do you need a move on straight uh, jingle? <laughs> <laughs> No New Friends After Dark has been brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpipervacations.com. Just check out our website, no newfriendspodcast.com. Become a friend with benefits. Check out our sweet merch and so much more. This has been a No New Friends Entertainment LLC production. <laughs>